Welcome to the Gen Explainers podcast. Uh, let me welcome the panel. Over here on this couch is Mike. Hi. And over on this one is Alan. Hello. Today we have a special episode, uh, a tribute episode to Alan Arkin, who uh, just died on June 29th of 2023. Uh, Alan Arkin was uh, most known for his acting career, but he was also uh, a director, producer, screenwriter, and uh, he did uh, both films and theater. Um, He is an Academy Award winner for his role in Little Miss Sunshine. Uh, also, Tony Awards, nominated for six Emmys. So, very very highly acclaimed. Let's talk about his movies first. Uh, let's start with Alan, his namesake. Yes, I was named after <laughs> Alan Arkin. That'd be kind of cool. It would be, but anyway, I wasn't. I know. I was named after um, my dad. Which, uh, now, he has a lot of movies. He's prolific. I've seen a, a good amount, and they're very good, but I, there's a ton I haven't. He's very prolific. So, Alan, what are the movies that stick out for you in Alan Arkin's career? Well, so, uh, strange coincidence, when I was looking at the list of movies he made, I actually, the first movie I ever saw with him was the first movie he ever did, which is The Russians Are Coming, The Russians Are Coming. I saw that when I was a kid, twice, and I really liked that movie. When I saw on the list, like, oh, he's in The The Russians Are Coming, The Russians Are Coming, I'm like, oh, what part did he play? I didn't even know that was him. The captain, right? The yeah. Russian, the Russian yeah. captain, Yuri Rostinov. Or whatever. Yeah, and I—that's one I had seen as a kid too. I don't remember very much about it at all. Again, I, I remember it. my whatever ten, eleven-year-old self thought it was hilarious. You know. Yes. But yeah, I just remember—I remember the title and uh, and having enjoyed it as a kid. There is no establishment of U.S. Navy or Army or Coastal Guardians on island. No U.S. of Air Force. No, there are no bases at Gloucester. Lockister. 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 So yeah, so that that that's one that stands out for me because I did enjoy it so much when I was a kid. Saw it twice, and Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross was a big one mm. for me. What do you What do you do? What can you do? What can you do? You don't have the leads. If you do not have the goddamn leads. One of the things about Alan Arkin is that in most of the movies I've seen, at least, he's not the lead he is usually a supporting character but he does such a great job in that role he can sometimes hold the emotional core of a movie that goes all over the place because he's so good and one movie in particular that i think of when i think of that is edward scissorhands because he's the dad and he has this real fatherly relationship with Johnny Depp's character, and it's very sweet, and it's funny at times too because he has, you know, he's, he has great comedic timing coming out of Second yeah. City as he did. Mm-hmm. Um, but but he treats him more like a son and less like an oddity. Obviously, there's some of that as well, but and and that that's really powerful. He do, he has a lot of roles that are similar to that, and he's very good at it. The the Academy Award winning one. Yes. I mean, he's a grandpa on that, but he still sort of uh, serves that role as kind of the kind and understanding emotional center of the family or something. You know what I mean? And um, part, part, part of that, the way he does that too, it, it, it works with his sort of humor that he brings to those roles too. Because I remember at Edward Scissorhands, he did that fatherly relationship and was real. I mean, you felt it, but he added a lot of humor in, in, in the way he does it. Yeah. And, and I, and, and 
we haven't finished your roles, but a role that I remember him doing that same kind of thing was Soy Married Axe Murderer as right. the captain. Right, right. And I thought that was so great how he had that persona coming in as that angry chief and then, oh, was that good? Was that good? You know, <laughs> it was like just really good how he does that kind of stuff. You screw up one more time, I'm going to kick your spaghetti bending buck back to Milan. Not now, not now. Was it too much with the ethnic slurs? No, it was fine, but it's not Paisan, it's Paisan. Ah. The role that stands out the most for me, and I'm not going to say much about it because I think there's someone else on this podcast who's going to speak more about it, is The In-Laws. <laughs> we're, we're all going to talk about that. It's such a great movie. Yes. So good. Yeah. Why did they remake it? <laughs> exactly. I refuse to watch the remake. I oh, I've never seen it, and I won't. I don't think I've seen it either. I've maybe just seen a little bit. Even though I like both people in it. Oh, yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. It was cast well. Yeah. Yeah. There's but. no there's no reason to remake that. You robbed the United States Mint on your own? The CIA thought it was too crazy? Too risky. So you went ahead and robbed it on your own with gangsters. You committed a federal crime. Of course it's federal. The Treasury Department is on the case. So what happens if you get caught? We won't get caught. Not if the Stop the weed! If you get caught, is the agency going to come forward and say it's okay? He works for us? No. No. I would say my favorite of his is The In-Laws. And, you know, I, I mean, we could do an entire podcast just on that movie. And we might. Very much in The In-Laws and in other movies. Um, he, he is a great reactor to situations, uncomfortable situations or, or things that are putting him in discomfort. One of his signature roles being Yosarian in right. Catch-22, where... I mean, his character is just trapped in this situation, and now it's all crazy around him. Yeah. And he just, you know, and he, he he makes it he makes that role of the like, what? Oh, what's going on? You know, that kind of that kind of vibe. He he really does that role very well. Hey, hey. let's turn back. I'm gonna turn back. What is it this time, Yosarian? Tom Bastard stole my shoot. Ah. Anything the matter? My parachute. What about it? It's gone. That's the kind of humor in the face of adversity that keeps America strong. I like you, Yosarian. Listen, Landmark, I'd like to kill you, but I haven't got time right now. Would yep. that be considered the straight man role? I just, I, because it's not really so much a com um, comedy duo. You know, like the, like Abbott and Costello. One was a straight man. One was the. I think it's. I don't think it could be. I mean, it, it's certainly the more reactive type of performance, but it's. He does it in a hilarious, in a really hilarious way. Right. Often very deadpan. Very deadpan. That's a better way, yeah. yeah He's yeah. deadpan. And of course, uh, Little Miss Sunshine. He was so good in that. Again, with the fucking chicken. <laughs> such a great, I, it, such a great yeah. What's that, chicken? Every night is the fucking chicken. Dad. Holy God almighty. Is it possible just once Dad. we could get something to eat for dinner around here that's not the goddamn hey. fucking chicken? Hey, Dad. I'm just saying. Dad. Christ. I agree with the other ones you mentioned. Um, I have not seen all of uh, all of his roles. I, Russians are coming. I saw such a long time ago. I barely remember it. I don't think it was the first thing I saw him in, but Glengarry, of course. Glengarry, Glen yeah. Ross, of course. But one that... I remember very well. It wasn't a great movie, but he was great in it. it was called The Rocketeer. Oh mm. yeah, yeah. Which, which I thought he was so good in it. He's like the mechanic guy who's yeah. like sort of. Yeah. Okay, listen. I reworked the throttle, so just squeeze her like a gas pedal. And if you want to stop, mash down hard and then let go. Okay. 
How do I look? Like a hood ornament. And a role that really worked for me is one of his last roles was the Kaminsky Method, which I thought he was absolutely great. I haven't in. seen that. That is a that, yeah. yeah, that is a really good show. Yeah. He was he was great. He was it. only in the first two seasons because the third season he didn't partake in. Um, but the first two seasons were absolutely he was brilliant, um, and just in that character, he, it's it's the character he really thrives at on screen, and he was so good. So and those and but all the other ones I agree with and um, and I mentioned so I married an axe murderer but those are the those, those are the most memorable ones for me. Yeah. Again, I'm <laughs> I'm gonna agree. Um, certainly, Little Miss Sunshine, The In Laws, is one of my favorite movies. If you haven't seen it, you need to see it. Not the remake, the original. <laughs> give the year. What year was that? I will I give the year. Seventy five or something. Uh, the original? Yeah. yeah, let me let me find it on my list here. Uh, 79. 79, oh, a little wow. bit later. So yeah, the in-laws, Sheldon Cornpet <laughs> is the character name. Um, that, okay, we did a, a podcast about what should have won for Best Picture for 1979, <laughs> and I'm changing it to this. So go back in time. Okay. Yeah, we did mention the in-laws in that. We did? Yeah. Well, we should have mentioned more. Well, hold on. I don't know. I never listened to these. Yeah, I know. Someone mentioned it. I remember. I, I should point out that um, Little Murder is the one he directed. Yeah. Um, mm. Everybody since since he passed, everybody online, at least on social media, has been telling me and others that they really have to see that movie. Okay. Um, and he directed it, and the, every, it's Elliot Gould. Um, I forget who else is in it, but... Um, Apparently, it's an amazing movie that he directed, and okay. uh, one of the best comedies of that uh, particular uh, period. Okay. So anyway, just to finish up, okay, mm-hmm. In-Laws, um, A Little Bit of Sunshine. There was another one that you had mentioned that I agree with. Obviously, uh, I think Comiskey Method is yeah. fan- fantastic. He's in that. Um, there was another movie. Rocketeer? Well, mm-hmm. one more that was on my list, maybe it's on your... Uh, Y'all's is um, Slums of Beverly Hills. Yeah. Oh yeah, Slums of Beverly Hills. That's another one that I ha- I've seen. It's a good movie. Too. A lot of them. A lot of the movies are. Uh, it's true of a lot of the movies on this list. I, I remember seeing it and remember liking it, but I don't really remember much about it. Is it the stuff back there? Is that it? Is that what's bothering you? The towels and the toasters. Don't bust my balls with it, okay? Your mother was a ball buster. Who's talking about mom? What we got is fine. So all of you, I don't want you acting ashamed or embarrassed. We're staying in Beverly Hills for the good schools. You got a good address, okay? As long as we keep the place clean, as long as you stay clean, nobody's gonna say anything about it. Let's get the hell out of here. Lousy service. I'll meet you back at the car. But yeah, Slums of Beverly Hills. Oh, I forgot about 13 conversations about one thing, too. Like, uh-huh. That was a really good See, movie. See, he's in a lot of these, these really good movies. Let me just mention a couple of maybe some more iconic or famous that he's famous for. Um, I mentioned Catch-22. Um, Wait Until Dark is an interesting movie. It's uh, from a play. It's clearly from a play, the way it's sort of staged. Yeah. Um, Audrey Hepburn, uh, Richard Crenna, Efren Zimbalist Jr., yeah, Jack yeah. Weston, and in a rare role of the heavy, mm-hmm. real evil guy, uh, is Alan Arkin. It's Harry Rote, or as Rote. He plays... He gets to put on lots of costumes in the movie. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> but he is a, a thug and a, a criminal, and he's nasty to Audrey Hepburn. Evil. He's evil. 
Yeah. Poor Audrey Hepburn. Well, Susie, now I want you in the bedroom. You said you wouldn't hurt me. Did I? I must have had my fingers crossed. Anyway, it's it's worth seeing. And it, you know, it's a little it's 60, it's 1967. It is definitely of its time. It's of its time and it's very play-like. You can sense it feels like a dilemma for murder a little bit, you know, in that mm-hmm. way. It's very stagey. But it's worth seeing just for his little round glasses and his leather jacket and being and him being evil. It's no it, it's a good movie. Again, yeah. you yeah. have to be willing to accept the timeliness of it, but sure. Uh, again, I'm going to name a few movies that I remember from seeing as a kid and remembering thinking they were pretty good, but that's all I remember. Freebie and the Bean. Remember this? I never saw it. I don't even really remember. He, it's a police. It's a police. It's police, yeah. Detective. That, is James Conn in it? Yep, James Conn. Yeah. yeah, okay. And Loretta Swit. Loretta Swit. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that one, I, I again, it was the 70s. It's a detective movie. So... Worth seeing automatically. A 70s detective <laughs> movie. Um, seven, oh, 7% Solution. This is a, a movie from 1976. I remember seeing. It's about Sherlock Holmes. It's a Sherlock Holmes movie. And he plays Sigmund Freud. And he's also the one who is prescribing the drugs, I believe, in the movie to, uh, to Holmes. Okay. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Uh, and there's a movie called Simon from the 1980, which I believe I saw like on basic cable at the time, the G Channel. Uh, he plays, it's just Alan Arkin being crazy, um, wearing this weird, like, s- spandex suit and jumping around. I don't know. It's a very odd movie, I remember, but I, it is, it is memorable to me. A uh, couple more, Choo Choo and the Philly Flash. He plays yeah. the Philly Flash. It's a baseball movie, I believe. Uh, da going through. Oh, oh, the one I was thinking of that I had to add was Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. He's, yeah. I mean, that movie, again, that movie itself. Fantastic. It's a great movie. A must-see, folks. Uh, evidently, he was in the Jerky Boys movie. <laughs> uh, Slums, of the, Slums of Beverly Hills, you mentioned. Mm-hmm. That's worth seeing. Um, yeah. We, we and, can't and, forget the Santa Claus 3. <laughs> Santa Claus 3. And more, uh, in more recent times, uh, he did play a character in Minions, The Rise of Gru in 2022. And he was in Dumbo, evidently. He was in Argo. And he, yeah, he was in Argo. Yeah, very Ar- good Ar- role. Argo, in fact, in fact, uh, talking with somebody recently that Argo, I don't, I think, only works with his character. Honestly, like he, his character was the center of that. I think hmm. the MGM deal ain't gonna happen, and your script ain't worth the buffalo shit on a nickel. So the way it looks to me, through the cataracts, I grant you, is that you can either sign here. And take $10,000 for your toilet paper script, or you can go fuck yourself. With all due respect. To really just wrap up, um, a lot of great films to check out, ones we've mentioned, maybe some other ones. Uh, a beloved actor, uh, you know, his, his children act too, Adam Arkin, mm-hmm. is in a lot of things. Yep. Um, anyway, and, and direct stuff too, Adam Arkin does. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, he was one of, one of the greats, and uh, I, he was uh, 89. I believe so, yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty good. Good job. I mean... I'm, I'm not going to see that. So. No, neither will I. There's no way. So anyway, uh, Ad- Alan Arkin, uh, you'll be missed. Thank you for the great entertainment. Anything else? No, just watch an Alan Arkin movie. Watch but, an Alan Arkin pre- movie. Preferably not the Santa Claus 3. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Bye. 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 Bye.